So I'm going to give you a compliment and this is how you receive a compliment. This sounds so ridiculous that we have to teach people how to receive compliments. So but, tell us, but tell you us what have, you told the kid. You have to, I know, no, like, how, do, oh. how do I know? You know, <laughs> we simply have to say, thank you. Like that's the most basic thing that you have to say. You don't have to go into anything else, but to simply receive it and say, thank you. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss. As always, thank you for listening. And today with me is Julie Holly. Thank you so much for coming. I think we had a full podcast recorded already before we started this con- this this version of, uh, of the podcast because Julie and I just have so much fun talking whenever we get the chance. So thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, Yona, it's so great to share space with you on Vice Advice. I, w- I love your podcast. I love listening to it. And I love your intro, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was that's fun. You know, the, the network is your net worth. That's, you know, that's really what it's all about. And, and for me, music. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just really referring to the music. So if you guys are watching this video, which I don't know if this is going to be video put out, but hopefully it will be by the time this episode airs, we got Julie here with a brick wall, the same background as me virtually. And, and the reason she's doing that is because when I was on her podcast, I had a, <laughs> I had a nice uh, picture of her, uh, of the trail behind her house where she lives in Idaho, <laughs> something like that. Right. And, and we, you know, just exchanging ideas of, you know, where our, where our backgrounds should be. Cause you can be anywhere in the world, but it's nice when you are kind of the same place where the, the host is. So thank you so much for joining me. Julie is just to get a little bit of context before we get started here in this interview. I mean, Julie also is the host of an incredible podcast, by the way, one of my favorites of a new podcast and new, I mean, under a year old, which it's still under a year old as, uh, as we just spoke about. Yeah, true story. Ask me how I know. Okay. So the title is ask me how I know. So very intriguing title. And I'm going to ask you in a second where we got that uh, from, but the, you know, the kind of the subtitle of it is multifamily investor stories of struggle to success. And what I love is that it's kind of a combination of interviews with people in the industry right? All kinds of people from all, you know, backgrounds and all different kind of roles within the industry. And it mixes it up with, you have these really cool, my favorite actually, because they're short, obviously, these little mindset, little nuggets that you drop every week, which are really just for yourself, it sounds like more than anything, but just sharing these awesome little, uh, you know, tricks and tips and how to just be in the right mindset. I love that you picked up that my mindset episodes are actually self-serving and I'm just inviting people along. (laughs) You know, I think that's really what a good podcast host is all about is just kind of enjoying what they're doing for themselves and uh, recording it. And, And similarly, like this conversation, we're just having a conversation here. We're recording it. It's really for the two of us. But if other people want to listen, I'm inviting the world to listen by putting it out there on all these channels. That's exactly how it works. This is what I love about podcasting. And that's why I launched my podcast. That's exactly why. Because I wanted, I I thought, here I am up on the Canadian border in this town of 2,500 people. How am I going to network? This is 
you know, pre-pandemic. And so right. the, the networking was still there, but it, I mean, I obviously it exploded because of the pandemic, but I just thought if I could start interviewing people on a podcast, then I can get to know people and I can share that conversation with the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you've done that. One of the things that kind of stood out for me right at the beginning, I, the first thing that I listened to, it was probably right towards the beginning when you launched the podcast was something about how this is like the conversations in the, you know, in the uh, outside of the hall during the conference, right? Where the speakers are on the stage, that's not where we are. We're outside where the real <laughs> conversations happen, uh, you know, outside the networking. So that's just- I feel like I- yeah, definitely. And and I guess part of me is like, oh, I guess that shows that we're kind of delinquent. But no, that's where the networking takes place in these really, I had so many powerful conversations out, out of, in the lobby, you know, at different conferences. And right. thinking, that's what people really, like, you need to be in the room learning at certain points, you need to be in the room learning, right? Mm -hmm. But really, the learning is taking place when you're having this conversation about some of these real struggles, what they're going through, how they're handling it and their mindset approach to it, or just saying, Oh, wait, do you have, you know, have you met so-and-so yet? Right. Have you met this person? Like that's powerful. That's what I miss so much about going to seminars. Totally. Totally. And it's because that spontaneity also where you're just like there and someone walks by and you're like, Oh, here. The funniest thing for me personally is, you know, I stand out a little bit anyways. Okay. Just so people, people notice me, <laughs> but because of the social media presence, like when I would go to conferences, at least in the last year or so, uh, or I'd say over a year now, pre-pandemic, <laughs> right. Pre-pandemic within a year of pre-pandemic, people just stopped me. I'm like, oh, you're oh, from LinkedIn. I know you. Great to meet you. All right. The funniest thing is, and so I'm always looking to meet multifamily investors and you know, people who are real operators, because that's who I do business with. Okay. Yeah. And so obviously it's it's great to to network with people who you can actually do business with. And I was at, I remember just this great story. Sorry, it's really your interview, but I'm going to talk here. <laughs> no, this is what I love. This wait, wait, I'll interject that this is kind of how our conversation's been for the last, you know, 30 minutes anyway. I know, I know. We might interject like the, the pre-record to this. This might be an hour long <laughs> podcast instead of a regular half an hour, but it was a really great story. So I was at a conference uh, a little over a year ago and I, there was one operator who I didn't know that I really wanted to know. I knew a bunch of the people on acquaintance and I had spoken with, or maybe whatever. It was one guy who I literally was like, you know, he was a speaker on the stage and he was like someone that I would like to meet. And I was having a conversation in a little table, you know, people standing around in the lobby, obviously. And someone turned to me and said, you know, Yona, is there anyone that I can introduce you to? Right. Is there anyone that I can help you? Cause you know, you introduce me to everyone and you, you know, connect people. Who can I introduce you to? I'm like, listen, you know what? There's a guy speaking right now on the stage in the room. And he's that one guy that I actually would like to meet. I, I don't know. You know, so if it, I'd have to pick one person here. And it wasn't a huge conference, maybe just like, I don't know, like three, 400 people at this conference. There's one person, he's the guy. Okay, so we're talking, we're having a good time. You know, have a, and about, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes later, literally that guy, that very guy left the conference room, right? It finished the session had finished and he walks right up to our table. And instead of my friend turning to him and say, Hey, I'd love to introduce you to Yona. He turns to me, he's like, Hey, Yona, finally you meet in person. Like I've seen you online. I've seen you on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, this is great. That's really what this is. 
That's powerful so, networking. That's the powerful. And, and also a testimony of who somebody is, because you know, sometimes, sometimes over on social media, people can be unapproachable. Sometimes they can seem like they're so successful that they're out of our league. And then mm -hmm. there's then there are these people that that you fall into the other category. I'm generalizing two categories here where you're successful, but you are warm and you're such a giver that you just naturally like I can go and talk to this. I, I have to. I need to go and say hi. Right. I did that at one seminar with, and I won't mention who it was, but it, it was this person that had had this huge effect on me. And I had never met like super, super big player, prominent name, was speaking at the event and such. And so anyway, I went up to him and I just said, you know, hey, I just want you to know I was still new in my journey. And his, I, I felt like such a dork basically but you know i'm like i just want you to know that you've literally changed my life like wow. i didn't know anything about this and you're one of the players and i listen to your podcast and i've learned so much and i just want to say thank you wow. but you would have smiled and been like like yona and this, this person was not this person didn't know how to receive it which is surprising and mm -hmm. so i kind of felt you know, some people can make you feel kind of dumb. It's like, right. I didn't expect anything. I wanted to just give this. You wanted to just let them know. I just sure. want to give and say, like, you're empowering all these lives. I like most people, a lot of people, I should say, won't go up and actually say that. Sure. So, and like my background in writing just reminds me all the time, like authors usually don't hear a bunch of good feedback about their work. Right. And so it's really important to cheer people on because most people are silent and just assume, oh, well, they're, they're doing this. I mean, they probably hear this all day long. No, no, they really don't hear no. it all day long. People have to say it. On so maybe that's level. why that guy didn't know yeah, <laughs> how to be. handle it. <laughs> it could be, yeah, right. People aren't used to getting uh, confidence. It's true. It's funny, but it's true. You know, you can have someone who has, uh, you know, just take the podcast, for example. It's great to get these written reviews, but it, it really, most people don't, I'd say a very small percentage of the people that take the time to listen, actually enjoy it. Don't go ahead and, and write that. But I think to your point, I mean, I want to just blow this up a little bit because I find this is so important, the attitude of gratitude. And I'm kind of cliching yes. that right there, but it's so important. I mean, to go out of your way and just say, thank you to someone, or just tell someone you appreciate them. If it's very little, it doesn't matter. It's, it actually makes a difference. You have no idea one compliment can do for someone. We have no idea what other people are going through. And so, you know, I'll just tell a, a quick story again. I'm kind of taking this over, but <laughs> this is, you know, incredible story I heard from someone who is a rabbi and he, he wanted, he kind of made this mindset. He's going to compliment someone every single day. Like that's his thing. Every day he's going to make a stranger. He's going to go out of his way to compliment them. Even if he can't find anything, he's going to try to find something to compliment that person. He went in, um, into a barber shop, you know, to get a haircut and, and he saw there the barber and he was like, this guy was just a total slob, was, looked like he had not taken care of himself, which was interesting because he was a, a barber. And, right. <laughs> that was and, his artistic flair, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Excuse me. I, I, I messed the story. It was, a, it was a chiropractor. Sorry. And the guy had come in to get a, a fixing and he was, yeah, he was a slob. He was out totally not together. And the, the person in the waiting room saw him and he looked at him and he said, wow, you know, I, I, I really like your shoelaces. <laughs> and he, but he was sincere about it. Like he actually had, like he looked at him head to toe and that was the only thing that was like really like clean and bright. 
and he complimented him and, and the guy was kind of like taken aback by that. And um, he came back the next week and he told the chiropractors, like, who was that, that person, the rabbi that was in the waiting room. And he told them who it was. And he said, I want to thank you. And he called him up and he said, I want to thank you for saving my life. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I literally was decided, you know, I had so many problems and struggles and he was going to take his own life. And he decided he's going to, you know, feel good. He's going to go get a, you know, get a chiropractor. He's going to get a, uh, you know, an alignment just so he's going to feel good, whatever last thing in his life, like his kind of last wish, just so he'll, he'll feel good. And he saw that someone gave him a compliment and it was sincere and he was like taken aback. And, wow. and that literally just changed his paradigm that, wow, wait, someone actually, yeah. And then he looked at himself and he saw other things in him, in his own self that he appreciated. And he was like, why am I doing this? And that kind of just snowballed into, you know, changing, changing that. But the point of the story, obviously, is you n- never know what one little compliment, one little good, uh, you know, sharing of gratitude can, can do for someone. So, so I'm done now. Uh, let's. Okay. But I, I was going to explode. I, like my mind is exploding because there's this relationship that people have with giving and receiving compliments. And like, there are like so many just from my dad to my son last night at dinner, who wasn't complaining about this new recipe I tried turned out great. It just wasn't his favorite, but he was so good about it, which is a big deal for, you know, this teenager to like, to keep the words, to mind the words. And he Mm -hmm. actually found something nice to say. So I'm like, wow, that's like huge. That's just like your papa would do, you know, no matter what he could find one nice thing, even if it's like, wow, that's interesting. You know, (laughs) is that a new flavor? But when I was a classroom teacher, I started a practice because I realized that people, people don't know how to do this. Yona people oftentimes don't know how to give a compliment and Mm -hmm. they don't know how to receive a compliment. And so at the end of every day, I had the kids names in a jar and Every day I would give them a compliment and that's how we ended the day. And then at like halfway through the school year, and then the kids started speeding it up after a couple of years, I would tell them how this worked. Right. And I'd say, Hey, so I'm going to give you a compliment and this is how you receive a compliment. This sounds so ridiculous that we have to teach people how to receive compliments. So tell us. That you, what you, have, the you have to, I know, no, like, how, do, how, how do I know? You know, <laughs> we simply have to say, thank you. Like, that's the most basic thing that you have to say. You don't have to go into anything else but to simply receive it and say, thank you. You don't have to give a compliment in return. You don't have to say something nice in return. Like, to truly receive something just means that you can, like, put it and it just, like, it's for you. It's your Mm -hmm. gift, and you put it into your heart, and you hold on to it. So (laughs) these kids, but they, they became really experts at giving each other compliments. But you think about this. Most people don't receive a compliment at all. Just like you've been saying, most people don't say the nice things and we're so quick to say all the negative, unkind, hurtful things or our opinions. Right. Instead of building people up, we seem to be tearing people down. And so hopefully I've laid some track, you know, with a, you know, cultivating something new, but, sure. but they, they ended up giving each other. So just to wrap that up, you know, like we'd pull the name out of the jar and now the like the, I would start it. But now that jar went to the person that, whose name was pulled. Mm. And then it just, the jar would go around wow. until everybody received a compliment. There may or may not have been a piece of candy involved also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun to wrap the day. But that meant something to a lot of kids. And sometimes you would hear something profound come out. Like, I really liked how you included me on the playground in the game. Wow. 
I really like, sometimes it was something simple like, oh, you know, I really like your smile because a kid was fishing, but they're fishing, they're learning, they're training, right? Mindset, sure. they're training their brain to look for the good. Absolutely. And that's so, so, so huge, especially when kids are little. Just train them to, to focus on the good, to look at the good. Uh, there's so much negativity that has the possibility to, to come out. And like you said, people are very quick uh, to do that. You have to train. I mean, you, it really is a training to, uh, to kind of empower kids with the ability to know that they can be positive and they can shine a positive light on others. Um, I think it's incredible. So if so, you're listening and you're an adult, then yeah. how much, <laughs> it's how actually, much more I think so. more, it, how much more so, but it's also more difficult because people, we put all these layers into our head, right? Oh, well, if I do this, then for example, I, I'm going to just let everyone know right now, I have a mission this year. And, and so this is going to seem disingenuous. It always has to go come. Everything must come from a position of genuineness like if you're disingenuous then nothing will work like yona you are so kind and warm everywhere you go because and it comes off you're genuine your your like sincerity comes off right so anyway i have this mission this year <laughs> good job <laughs> i have a mission this year to write notes and to make sure that people get a handwritten note like it's mm. a lost art it's something that i've been like very it's something I used to do, a practice I used to have, and I've resurrected it. I thought that's, that's a practice that I cultivated that was good, so, right? So you always have to be evaluating what you want to keep and what you right. want to go. And then sometimes you realize, oh, I let that go and I, want to, I need to resurrect it and bring it back. Mm -hmm. So I've resurrected my handwritten note. And I thought I, people need encouragement and you know, I don't mind getting bills in the mail. That's fine. But it's also fun to get a card in the mail, sure. something fun. And when people see something that you've done and they highlight it, there's, that's heartwarming right. if it's done in sincerity. <laughs> right. No, of course. That, that, that's so important. And it is, it is a lost art. It really is. It's people do it, but and it stands out. That's for sure. I mean, I can, I can literally list to you, you know, a handful of people that I've received handwritten notes for, from in the past few years. And I know exactly, I remember exactly who they were, what it was about. You know, it, it's memorable. And so it is a lost art, but something that should very well be uh, resurrected. I, that's a great idea. It's special. If you want to start that practice in your own life, you can start that. It's really simple and it doesn't take as much, as much time. I think sometimes we don't do things because we're thinking, oh, that's going to take me, you know, an hour to write a note. No, it's not going to take you an hour to write a note. But if you feel, don't let something stop you from doing something good. So baby right. step your way in and, you know, maybe you just send a text message. Maybe you send a message through whatever platform you're on start baby step, mm -hmm. do what sure. works, That's but do idea. something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe tracking it is also a good idea. Like, you know, like you said, do it every day and yeah. commit to it. If you didn't do that jar full in the classroom every day, then you could miss a day and then miss a week and then it, it could get lost. But when you commit to do something every day, it stays with you. It sticks. Okay, so I've totally derailed the conversation quite a bit. <laughs> what are we talking about today? I don't remember. <laughs> let's let's go back to what the what were we going to talk about? I forgot. But let me ask you a question because we we started with your podcast, which I think is great. And you said you started it because you know, obviously moving into the multifamily syndication space, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of podcasts. Yours is very different, and and I think the mindset, like I mentioned before, the mindset episodes are different 
there are, I mean, I don't know of any other podcast out there that has those little kind of snippets uh, in the multifamily space that is that, that has that. So what, what I want to ask you about that is how, I mean, first of all, ask me how I know, right? Let's, let's break that for a second. Uh, where's that from, right? Ask me how I know. And then as a kind of follow-up to that, obviously the mindset thing was very integral to the building of the podcast. I mean, you can see, because right at the beginning, your first few episodes are like the mindset, right? <laughs> like one, two, three, four. So, you know, where, where did you get the idea to kind of record those episodes? Okay, it all goes, it's all one package deal. So I was trying to figure out which mentorship program I would want to go through because I understand real estate. I'm a third generation within the real estate world. Mm -hmm. And, but that was residential. I knew I was going into something different and I knew that in order to be successful and to do things with excellence, which is something I like to do, <laughs> then I need to find, you know, I need to get learned at by all the right people. And so as I was evaluating that process, I uh, went to different seminars with my mm -hmm. husband and I realized that not all, all seminars offer something that is super high quality. All seminars have something to give and you will learn no matter what seminar you go to. But every seminar, every person has a different culture that they have. And with that, it might not align with yours. So right. by going through these different processes, I realized how important integral mindset was to me. That was something I also incorporated into when I was a public school teacher. Mm -hmm. That was something I incorporated on a daily basis. Like these kids need to have a shift in what they think failing is. They need to have a shift in this. If they're going to survive in this world, they have to be thinking straight between their ears. And I understood that. And so I really incorporated so many, so many mindset practices into my teaching that I thought this has to be part, like I'm married to mindset. I'm married to my faith, my husband and to mindset. Right. And so I knew that had to be part of it because no matter how much you learn, you will never take action on what you learn if you have too much chatter between your ears. Yeah. And if you're telling yourself these like self-defeating thoughts. So I love mindset, obviously enough said there, right? I went to a particular event and I, I really appreciate Rod Cleef. Like he's one of my favorites. So I'm totally name dropping because he's one of the two mm -hmm. that I know in the space that is putting together mindset with the knowledge. So you're not just getting one or the other. Dick right. and Gino do the same thing. And I really admire that because yeah, again, talks about like, like 80% mindset or even 90, I think it's saying it's 90% mindset and 10%, uh, you know, action. Yes. It's, it's amazing. So I had decided in the fall that I wanted to, to launch a podcast or I had this idea, wouldn't it be great? I live in the small town. I should have a podcast and then I can really get to know people in the community. Cause well, I'm a social person and I want to get to know everybody and, and network and everything. And so I, I was trying to figure out a title, like what's a name for this? What should it be? What does it represent? And when I was at Rod Cleef's camp, which is where I met you, but I didn't meet you because I didn't actually know you. So I just saw you in the lobby, you know, because you're recognizable. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> um, but I could tell that you were a nice person because everybody was going, like, you were always, you had your, your tribe. There are always people, like, coming up to you and everything. And so Rod, always, he has this expression. And Rod says, ask me how I know. <laughs> you will hear Rod say this all the time. He will say, Oh, yeah. ask me how I know. And as he was saying that, 
I just, I would hear that and I'm thinking that is exactly the heartbeat of what I want to create. So I sent Rob this message, sent him an email afterwards. And I, I realized, well, my husband was big help. He said, you know, you probably shouldn't use that expression. It's kind of Rod. So you should, you might want to just not step on toes. Mm -hmm. So this speaks volumes to who Rod is. So I sent Rod an email and I said, Hey Rod, I'm, he doesn't know me. <laughs> I want to launch this podcast. Here's, here's my vision for it. And this is, I want to use, ask me how I know, because it is perfect, but it's your expression. I don't want to step on your toes because I really respect you. Mm -hmm. And I just, you guys can kind of hear how that would go. Right. Huh. I laid it out. What kind of, what kind of, what response do you think Rod gave me? I, I honestly, even for someone that, you know, he doesn't know, I think he would respond first of all, for sure, go for it. And then probably like, Oh, you're launching a podcast. Here's some tips on like how you should do it. That's that's how how I would probably assume he would respond. Exactly. He just responded, "I'm so excited for you. I wish you the best. Let me know how I can help you out. If you want, I'll come. I'd love to be a guest on your show." blah blah blah. Like he just built it up from the very get-go. And that's that's how ask me how I know got named. That's so cool. And that's how the mindset so it is, it's Mindset Mondays. And then on Thursdays, Thursday, Friday, I always have an industry expert interview because that puts the two together. Launch mm -hmm. your week with intention and then, you know, get some learning. But what's the point in learning something if you, if you don't understand what to do with it? Right. Mindset is really everything. 100%. Well, let me, before we get into the final four, because that's really the, the next segment, we're, <laughs> we're already out of time. I mean, I can't even believe it. I feel like <laughs> so we just started. Sorry. <laughs> we just started this interview like an hour ago. Um, no, but seriously, <laughs> what, you know, what's your vision? Just talk, talking about mindset. What's your vision for the next, you know, six months to a year in terms of launching your syndication? Uh, not launching, but but really, you know, getting, going more full. Yeah, revving it full up. Full time, yeah, revving it up. Well, I have a lot of visions. I wrote them out. I created hard goals a lot of times we keep things in our head and I was no different than a lot of people that say, Oh, I have it in my head. I know what I want and you need to put it on paper. And so, mm -hmm. so I have a fantastic mentor and friend and, uh, you know, showed me the way of writing out some goals. So this year, aside from closing out deals, I'm working on and creating a you know team and everything, which is super fantastic partnering up. And that was something I wish I would have done sooner but I was timid and that was a mindset. I had a limiting belief on it. I was, you know, being, and, and I'll speak to your woman in the audience. You know, I was a little protective, like, okay, I really need to understand. I don't want to get taken advantage of mm -hmm. in the business sense, because this is a, you know, only woman in the room kind of situation oftentimes. And so I was just a little more guarded as friendly as I am. Like mm -hmm. I was being very careful about, okay, well, if I partner with that person, what would that look like? You know, and, and trying to just make sure I was being prudent in that decision. And then God just had like all the right people show up and it's wildfire and so exciting and uh, lots of great synergy. In addition to that, though, I have this heartbeat for impact investing. And I found um, a sponsor that shares that heartbeat and actually mm. another woman investor that shares that same heartbeat for impact investing. And um, I expect that together we're expecting to just completely blow it up. Um, it's going to become a thing. Awesome. <laughs> like it's going to become my goal is my, uh, my personal goal. And I'm going on record right now. My personal goal is to just disrupt 
multifamily investing. Okay. That's my goal. I want to disrupt it with impact investing. I want money. I think where we're headed in the world right now, we need money doing working in so many different ways. And if we can, if we can strategically use investor money in communities, mm -hmm. and then we can, we can go full circle. You know, we can provide those returns to investors. We can provide quality housing to residents. We can, which quality housing, not to go on about it because everybody hears it. But when people, this goes back to mindset, right? When people feel safe and secure, when they feel comfortable in their home, they're better people and better people in the community makes a stronger community. So if we can, as investors, I feel like we have this tremendous opportunity to be able to go in there into communities across the country. So in my mind, I have this replicatable process that, you know, it's like maybe even teaching people how to go about this. So mm -hmm. sure, it's really exciting to think about what could be done and that people's money can be used to make themselves the money because there's nothing wrong. They should be getting a return on their money and they should be getting a good, like the same solid return, but to be able to say, Hey, your money, it's giving you a return, but it's also doing this really powerful good. You know, your money is actually kind of like a little philanthropic, if you yeah, will. Right. For sure. And that, you know, empowering people to do that, I think is a, an incredible cause, something that, uh, you know, I, I wish you much success with <laughs> most people's, most people are like, so that's just not possible. Right. The right there, <laughs> and, but but it's be it's we've we've cracked it and we figured it out, and now it's just a matter of implementing and sure. pulling it. It's off. doable for sure, and it, it's not only doable. <laughs> there are other people that are doing this to a certain extent, so it might just be about bringing people together and kind of connecting the dots of people who are already doing something like what your vision is to a certain extent and then kind of amplifying it and doing it together because the more people you have on board from grassroots the more you'll be able to to kind of disrupt the industry like you're talking about i love that so if you're listening to this and you're into this you know impact investing please shoot me a message mm -hmm. please connect up with me so i have uh, one sponsor right now that has experience with this and definitely looking for more Awesome. Yeah. And I'll try to connect you with a few people too, but let's jump right into the final four. These are four questions I ask all of my guests before we call it a day. The second, uh, the first question is what is the worst job that you ever had? That's a mindset thing. It'd be like best worst. So like working fast food when I was in high school, mm. I started at 14 that was the worst job I ever had because my hair would smell like French fry grease and it mm. was so nasty, but best because I got to start working at like 14 and, and, you know, had that opportunity to just start growing very early on. So, sure. yeah. So that's obviously a mindset. Uh, oh, French greasy <laughs> hair. Oh, that smell. Oh, so gross. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But again, that's the mindset thing, right? The, most people would just kind of leave it at that. I think oh, it was the worst job because I had greasy hair, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I had to go to work when I was 14 instead of I had the opportunity to start early. And Oh, I was excited. I was so excited to be able to go and get a real job. I've always been pretty independent. So it's like I, I have my own job. I have my own money. Being able to interact with customers and to do the customer care and moving on up to the drive through badge of honor. 
Oh man, that's funny. Um, second question, what is a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? And I know you've read a ton and you have this new book club that you started, which we'll give a little plug to right now. Uh, hit up Julie for the, uh, the virtual book club, but I'm looking wow. for one that's given you a I'm, paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Okay. Well, every day I get a paradigm shift, believe it or not, from my Bible, but high performance habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, you can see if you're, if you, if this goes live and you can see it, it's like tabbed up and stuff and marked up. And so that was the first book club that we did, um, because I believe in learning a community. It provides accountability that I personally need. And I invite all sorts of accountability into my life. Cause if I really want to achieve something, then I want to put all these checks and balances into my life, self-imposed mm -hmm. to support me in achieving that goal. So um, high performance habits absolutely rocked my world because it gave me more mindset and more practical application. Like, okay, I could practically, I can implement this way, this practice into my life, either a new thinking or a new literal, okay, wow. I can take a deep breath in and leave my work here and and exhale and go into my family i'm still learning how to do this be real <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying i have this down because if you ask my family they'll be like yeah she's 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 got a long ways to go but like just but i wasn't even aware of how to transition before and so now i actually have some like okay that concept of creating triggers into my life so mm -hmm. this is the obstacle the obstacle is a way have you read this no not yet oh so easy look at the size difference it's so easy it's such a small read and and you just don't want to put it down but it just hits you over the head and powerful mindset and it makes you feel soft you're like golly i'm so soft i need to like gird up my boots and get going take action <laughs> so okay two, two great books right now two but i'll tell you what books. my favorite book is usually the book that i'm currently reading which is the obstacle is the way. Oh, the obstacle way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> but <I> <laughs> so, there we go. It's a long okay. answer. Very good. So third question for you is what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Oh, well, if it, if it had to do with, does it have to be investing related? And, no, anything. I, I really want to, <laughs> uh, I, I, I really want to scuba diving. I want to get certified. I want to go under the ocean. Uh, before the pandemic, we were down in Mexico. My son and I, that's his dream. He's an ocean boy. So I took him diving. He could not go down though, because he had a sinus infection. We didn't understand. We didn't understand. He oh. couldn't pressurize, but I got to go down. I got to see a sea turtle. I got to see a nurse shark. And I realized how expansive the ocean is. And you know that I spend tons of times in the mountains and the wilderness backcountry. Right. Well, I realized my eyes were opened that this is like the backcountry, yeah. but it's in the ocean. And right. there are trails down there that you can follow with the right guides. Wow. So yeah. it just opened up a completely new world and talk about mindset shift. So I, I'm curious about getting involved in that just to open up my mind further. That's incredible. I was going to say that it's probably difficult to, to scuba dive in Northern Idaho, but there's, <laughs> but yeah, I guess you so, can. You know. So get this. So there's actually a school. I've done some research on it. My son made the phone calls initially and there's a school down uh, in Coeur which is an hour and a half away. And they teach you how to scuba dive. Then you go 
you actually do your diving in uh, Lake Coeur or Ponderay. Ponderay, they have submarines there, which wow. is weird. It's like this huge, super deep lake. Yeah, it's in, weird. Yeah. And then they travel over to Seattle and uh, dive out, out of Seattle. So that's a six-hour drive. And then they take all these trips around the world. So, so I cool. think it's a great group I need to get involved with. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, that's, that's exciting. More new friends. There you go. Right. More communities, <laughs> more, more people to uh, impact. That's yeah. awesome. And the fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? Mm. Success is having it all, but not being encumbered by it. So whatever it is that you are looking for in life, having it, but it doesn't own you and dominate your life and control you. Who cares if you have all the money in the world and you're a horrible, rotten person and you've destroyed the people around you? That doesn't matter. Like, so, so, you know, whatever it is that you desire. So for me, I, I want good relationships with my family. That would be a success. That would be a win. So, and I also have this whole idea, success, just as a like little thing. I want to have a ton of property and I want to have these little cabins on it. And then I just want to invite people to come up and decompress. Mm, that's cool. I think, again, decompressed people <laughs> are better people. Most people don't realize they're working so hard that they don't realize how stressed out and how affected they are. And I'd love to just offer it so that families yeah. could come up and stay a week. Just, just come stay nonprof and decompress and wow. have an epiphany on your world. Like, that's, It'll change, it changes people's worlds. I, you know, I'm a faith person. I, I love Jesus, but some people in order to expand their world, they just simply need to decompress first. For sure. It's so true. There, we all have to a certain extent, and there are some people, we all know those people in our lives that we've come across that are just stressed out and overwhelmed and cannot function properly. So, so important. Unbelievable. Julie, this has been the best <laughs> conversation I've had all day, for sure. <laughs> I don't know where you're at in your day. It's like seven in the morning my time. So. <laughs> no, but seriously, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? I would love for everyone to reach out. You can go to threekeysinvestments.com, all spelled out. I'm not sure when this will air, but the website's being redone and it will be all encompassing. So if, if you go there and it's not done, just come back, but it will have the podcast. It'll have investing. Everything will be under one umbrella. Hallelujah. There so, you go. And always connect up over on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I love making connections. And if you know someone that I should connect with, I would love those connections and right. never know where that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. One connection leads to another it happens every day. It's an incredible thing. Love Definitely. it. But you guys listening to this know that already. But so thank you, Julie, for taking the time today. This has really been incredible. So happy we got the chance to, to speak again and looking forward to doing this again. Love it. Thank you, Yana. Keeping you. Shine on. Oh, man. Thank you. And to all listeners, remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. 
Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.